Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, topics, stipulations, first down, plated. Presenting topics for kind, easy to time, braided. Facts, keys to the city, we unlocking the statements. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. Week two of preseason. Great show we have for you today. Talking NFL once again. And we'll have Joe back in studio to talk to New York Yankees. Are the Yankees, those bombers, relying too much on that offense to win games now? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the MLB crunch time for these teams vying for a playoff team for contention. The Phillies, the Mets, all this. It's coming down to the wire. We're in August. It's crunch time, baby. It's crunch time for baseball, too, as well. We'll talk about all that. But we have to start off with the NFL. And week two of preseason, the New York Giants. What to expect tonight in the Windy City? Oh, no, they're home, actually, against the Bears. Now, we're going to get into the mirror comments. And this whole week, I've seen people saying, what the hell? Why is he saying stuff like this? You got to be kidding me. Stephen A. Smith reacted to it. Freaking out. Look, this is what was going to happen. Everybody thinks now that every time you draft a rookie quarterback in the first five or ten picks, or even the first round now, we have to feel that they have to be immediate starters or should be playing Within the first couple weeks. Well, that, that's been the reason the last but, couple but, years. But no, but no, we've seen that, but though. you don't have to do everything else. It's like a couple weeks ago when I said about the whole Baker Mayfield thing. And you have to be this sort of, you have to have these procedures to be a franchise quarterback now. You have to have this checkbox of, oh, he has to be calm, cool, and collected. He has to be smooth. He has to be, he has to walk in professional. He has to be this. And I talked about it with Baker Mayfield being completely different and changing that narrative of franchise quarterback. Well, the Giants, yes, they drafted Daniel Jones sixth, and we expect him to do great things. We're all hoping as Giant fans. But what was Mayer supposed to say? Oh, he should be starting immediately. I know that you took him first, and everybody thinks all of a sudden that he has to be the quarterback. If Eli Manning gives you the best chance to win, and most fans in the NFL, including Giant fans, feel that, that Eli Manning is not the best way to go. It's Daniel Jones. So Mayer is saying that, and, and it's gotten a lot of backlash. What do you expect? You, you now, here's the exact quote, and I'll, and I'll yeah, quote yeah. John Mayer. He said, I hope Eli has a great year and Daniel never sees the field. That would be an ideal world. We would like to see that. In his mind, that would mean the Giants and Manning are having a great year. And that's true. Yes. Because if Manning is going to play 16 games, that means the Giants are having a good year. And I had this conversation with uh, a friend of ours at the gym, and he goes, you know, what you feeling on what John Mara said in Eli and Daniel Jones? And I said, truthfully, this is how I honestly feel. Now, I want the Giants to make the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. We joked about this the other night. We do it all, yeah. Of I'm a Giant fan. What do you want me to say? Do you want me to say, nah, I hope they go 2-14, and 14, they have a top three pick next year, and we build our future? If you're a Giant fan or a fan of any sports team, 
and I know this is not a subject, but it was brought up to. Oh, you're going off topic right no, now? No, no, no. But it was brought up on another radio show. Is tanking good for sports? Okay. And I would say no because if you're a true fan, how can you really sit through a season? Imagine being a Baltimore Orioles fan, okay? And I know we're talking football, but imagine being an Orioles fan. How could you sit through an entire baseball season? And really root for your team. Like, you would have no interest. Like, think about it. If you're playing the Yankees, you just lost 16 straight but games. Uh, now, in a football perspective, Eli Manning is the quarterback for this football team. Yeah. John Mira has to say the right thing. And the right thing is, we hope Eli is just going to play 16 games because, one, he's going to be healthy. And that means the Giants are doing well. Now, realistic goal for me as a Giant fan, it comes about week 13, week 14, and the Giants are out of the playoffs by then. And that is when Daniel Jones would play week 15, 16, and 17. I think the That's w- a realistic goal for the Giants. I think the worst possible outcome for the New York Giants for that whole situation, this whole controversy, if there is actually the word controversy right now, because I think most fans nowadays and most people in the NFL around the league believe that there is no quarterback controversy, even though people think there should be. We all know that Eli Manning will be the quarterback day one starting September 8th in da- because, against Dallas. It's going to happen. Because Daniel Jones, there would be no way he would be ready September 8th against the Cowboys. It's not realistic. The worst possible outcome, I didn't even say, is Giants start off 1-3. and 1-4, 1-5. 0-5. 0-4. 0-4. They lose their first four games. And then they're one in five or something like that. That's probably the worst possible outcome for this New York Giant franchise because they want Daniel Jones. They want to groom him. They want to take the time. They've been and we've been hearing it. Dave Gettleman said it back in the dra- draft process. The Kansas City model. We all remember the well, Kansas Green City. Ba- Green we, Bay did it we, with Brett Favre for and three Rogers. years. We all remember the Kansas City model. That will never happen anymore. Of course not. That will never happen again. Three years for a quarterback, that's that's a lot of time waiting. But Patrick Mahomes played only one game but, his rookie year. Yes, but Alex, they, Alex know, Smith at the time would you say right. was a better quarterback than Eli where he is at his stage in this I think the team as a whole was better than Absolutely. the Giants. That's why he didn't have to start a rookie quarterback. They were a better team than the Giants' current roster. Here's my thing. If you're really a Giant fan, do you really want Eli to fail? Like, do you, here's my thing. If Eli's failing, the team is failing. I think there's people still out there that think they want to see Daniel Jones fail. Listen. It's not even Eli. They want to see Daniel Jones fail. Like, we've seen last week. I mean, what kind of fans are you nowadays to say that? Like, you're a Giant fan. If you're a Giant fan or you're in any fan of a sports team, you want what's best for the team and you root for that team till the day you die. The problem is nowadays... We don't have that anymore. We root for we players. Don't have, we don't have loyalty anymore. In the NBA, you have players. You don't have teams anymore. In the NFL, you have players more now yeah, but, than you ever did. Yeah, you but, had but a lot of people are fans of people teams. People are still really. fans of teams, but yet there's always bashing. There's always negativity. You live and die by your team. But I, I can live with that because I bash Eli. But I bash and Eli. I bash the Daniel Jones pick. But I, and I, but I bash Eli when I see him play perform play poor. But that's what fans do. Mm-hmm. But I want to see Eli. I want to see you like go 20 for 20 for 200 and something yards and, and two touchdowns. How could I not want that? I want the best for my team. I want the Giants to win. Yes. Now, I also have to be realistic in my expectations for the New York Giants. Okay? People are like, you bash Mirror. Now, he said the right thing in this perspective. 
You, ke- you, you, you kept him for this year. If you did not want EY to be the quarterback this year to play all 16 games, EY would not be on the roster. That, th- yes, listen, yes. it's kind of like what the Cardinals did. They got rid of Sam Bradford. I know of injuries and all the other, but they would have kept Sam Bradford and said, you know what, we'll start Sam Bradford for a couple weeks, see how he does, and then we'll move Kyler Murray I in. Think this is- like, the, like the Browns did when they brought in Tyrod Taylor. They tried to have him start as many games as possible, see where the season went, and then they would bring I in Baker sm- Mayfield. I think the smartest thing for teams to do nowadays when getting a drafting a hopeful franchise quarterback. Do you want the guy? Oh, sorry. I'm, uh, uh, drafting just, a franchise quarterback. I'll get to you in a sec. Drafting a franchise quarterback, I think, is the Kansas City model. You have him a year or you have him come in that quarterback the last, like, like Ted said, week 13, 14, when your team's not contending for playoff. You bring him in then. That's fine. You Some of these quarterbacks, like a Sam Darnold, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes. Do you like that oh, model, oh, though, the way Sam Darnold and the Jets handled where they picked him when, and started See, when one? Sam Darnold got drafted, Sam Darnold was the best quarterback on that roster. When Baker Mayfield got drafted, I thought Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback on that roster. Josh Allen went to the Bills. The Bills didn't have a, really Nathan a quarterback. Nathan Peterman was their quarterback. Josh Stop Allen yes. was their best option. Josh Rosen... Pro- was not the best quarterback. Sam Bradford, if you want to go that way, Lamar Jackson was, not, was the not the best option. That's what I'm saying. If you feel that a guy like Sam Darnold is ready, you put him in because he looks like he has all Alex those Smith attributes. Alex Smith was the best quarterback. Patrick Mahomes was not ready yet. Daniel Jones is not ready to come in day one. Now, I know he looked good last week, but that was against the twos and threes, and, that's a, and we're going in the right direction. That's where we are currently in the Giants organization. We're going in the right direction. We have a plan with Daniel Jones, but you do not start him week one. You want to let him groom. You want to let him soak it all up and just get the experience from practice, from Eli, the coaches. That's what you want to do. That's why I think, to, to me, personally, the best model for when a franchise quarterback is the Kansas City model unless I think that's the ideal unless, situ- I think exactly. that's the ideal situation if you have a veteran unless if, if, you if, have if, the Sam Darnold yeah. that comes in and you know he's already looking like Here's he's my, a star in the making and I'll make this quick if you're the Jets you did the right thing because he was the best quarterback yes. on your roster Baker you May- got to start Baker now, Mayfield should have started probably week one I think the ideal situation for every NFL team is to have that veteran presence or a guy that you know he's got one or two years left and the you Giants start, have you, that you start him week one because here's the thing any rookie doesn't matter what position. Running back, receiver is going to be overwhelmed week one of a regular season. The hype, the hoopla. I mean, you and me are excited for September 8th just for the regular season. Oh, I can't season. wait, man. Football, okay. Giants, Dallas. I now can't imagine, wait. Now imagine you're the starting quarterback of the New York Giants, and you're going to go to Dallas at 425 on Fox. You're going to have over, you're going to have 5 to 10 million people and probably more watching that game, okay? Mm-hmm. The pressure of all that outside stuff plus of what you have to do for the game – is going to be overwhelming. So the best thing to do is watch Eli, see how he performs, learn the process, learn the nature, the routine, coming in the morning, going through the game routine, and seeing that. And if the Giants... Or by a week 11, week 12, after that bye week, yep. if they're not in a position to make the playoffs, that's when you make the, the move for Daniel Jones because by then he has learned, he's got into the rhythm of that's the season. I think, I think people need to just slow their roll. Like, like Pat Shermer said last week, slow your roll on everything. Relax. It's going to happen. Daniel Jones will sooner or later. Jones should not start because then why is he? uh, Somebody wrote Jones should start. Jones should not start because Ey's on the roster. If Jones was going to start, then they should have cut Ey. And 
because no, what are you? What are you? No, gonna, Jones shouldn't start. I, he should. I know, but what are you going to start? Time. You're going to start him. Eli on the bench for twenty-two million dollars a year. Sorry, that's a wa- yeah, that's that, that's a wasted he, contract. Like, when you make that, then con- keep Daniel Jones, Laletta, and then Tanny. That's your quarterbacks. Then if you really want to do that, start well, that no, no. instead of keeping well, Eli. Then you should have traded or cut Eli yes. in March when yes. you had to. Yes. You, you yes. start him now. He learns from a veteran guy, and then you move on for him when Eli either gets hurt or the Giants are out of the playoffs. That's what you do. That's the smart thing to do. Listen, Trev, you said it perfectly. The Jets had no better option. Sam Darnold was more ready and more prepared yeah. and was better ta- more talented. They would have made a bad decision. If Sam Darnold was not starting. And, and think about it. Everyone who knows the Jets team said the best thing that happened to Sam Darnold last year was when he got hurt in the midseason yep. and he was able to sit behind Josh McCown and learn. Well, he had a lot of, he had a lot of great moments. I mean, he had but the picks. Wh- but I mean, he he's came, learned. He's, I know. He's growing up. But and when he, he came back from injury, yeah. he was the best quarterback by quarterback rating the last four yeah. weeks of the season over any quarterback in the entire football league. He's, and it was because he got hurt and he was able to learn and reevaluate what worked this for is, him. This is about... Out for Daniel Jones, the growth, the development, and that's it. The progress in the right direction. Like I stated the last, next 15 like years, I stated last, last week, it's not about starting September 8th. We're not trying to get Daniel Jones September 8th starting. We want him to learn. We want him to just take each and every day as a, a learning cha- a challenge for him to get better. And that's the thing. What better way to you learn? Then learn it from a guy that's won two Super Bowls. I know the guy's on the teeter going downhill. We all know that. He's digressing. But he's got the two great two hardest things to do in the NFL now. And he's done it twice. He's won a Super Bowl. And that's what it's all about now as a quarterback. Eli's done that. No matter what you want to say, Eli has two Super Bowls. Let the kid learn. We are keys to the city. Clover, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. If you don't get a chance to watch today's show, we'll be on YouTube. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. You could also call in. You could call in as well. Call-ins are welcome as well. I know we got Jeff fans. We got Giant fans. So if you want to call, I know people like to talk. You can talk, about, you can talk about another we, team. Because we fan. see it on social media. If you want to talk, give us a call. Give us a call and give us your take as well. Tonight, it's all about my final whole my whole. whole take on this Giants right now is about tonight and it's all about Eli. It's all about Eli. It's not about Daniel Jones. It's about Eli Manning seeing if he can throw the ball, if he can play smart, if he can actually try to manage (laughs) to gain some yards. (laughs) Not like last week. We want Eli to go in the right direction as well and play subpar. Play decent. That's what we're looking for. Yes. Because anything, anything is better than where he's at. We need him to play. Trev, I don't want subpar. Play good. Move, move we need point. him to play something better than he was last week. This is about Eli Manning tonight. It's not about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going to continue to grow. It's about Eli now. The pressure's on. That, that's one of the questions that should be coming into down the road. Which quarterback faces more pressure, Dak Prescott or Eli Manning? Because of Giants-Dallas. Yeah, see, you think uh, it's no, obvious. No, I, see, you think it's obvious. No, no, you're, you're not, not going to ask him out of me. But I don't think Eli has any pressure. He's okay. got none to prove. Well, we'll talk. If, we'll if talk. He, it's not right. No, I know. No, no, it's not about right I know, now. But I'm if, just he, if he, down if, the road. if he plays like crap, 
everyone that says, all right, go play Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones plays, that's why you took him at number six. And it's going to make all the naysayers that said, you should have cut EY two years ago. Right. If Dak plays like crap, then Dallas is screwed. See, my question would have been Dak and Wentz, and we've talked about that. Nah. Wentz has got the the contract, and Wentz's team has got the Super Bowl. We've already talked about it. No one thinks the Giants are going to be good, so there's no pressure. Speaking of New York, and I know there's a bunch of Giant fans still out there that are upset that this man is not our quarterback. It's all right. We all move on from it. You got to get over it sometime. I don't know whenever, but sometimes you just got to get over things. Sam Darnold. He's on the way to stardom. I know Jet fans are excited. I mean, every time we, we listen to Adam Shine uh, get up, it seems like Jet fans and people that love Sam Darnold are very excited because this kid is on the verge. Well, This kid is on the verge of maybe being something great, something that the Jets have been missing for 50 years. Something that we saw three years ago in the Rose Bowl against Penn State. Barkley and Darnold were the two, high, know, were the two showcase stars. Of that game. So think about those two guys in that game, and then they both end up being the second and third pick, and they both went to the two New York teams. I know. It's fascinating. It's amazing. Uh, this the, kid the, is – Darnold looked great last night. He was 5 for I mean, seven, he's looked great, 46 man. 46 yards. He marched the team again on the first drive, down for a touchdown. You know, he, what's, what's great to see so far is he's been moving the ball efficiently, and the Jets have had injuries on the offensive line so far. They're not kind of – the puzzle has not been put together yet, and Le'Veon Bell, their number one ace in the hole, has not been on the field yet. So you would expect that when he is on the field and when the linemen all come together and everything is ready September 8th, they, they will be ready to rock. Yeah, and this the, kid – I mean, if you're a Jeff fan, you're excited because you haven't had – you had glimpses of Mark Sanchez, Chad Pennington, but let's be realistic, folks. Why are we even bringing those names up? Oh, I, what you, can I get to my point? I'm going to Can I get to my point? building off no, the last four no, games hold, of last hold season on, when he was the hold, best quarterback. Hold on. Hold on. The Jets fans ain't holding on. They should, they, they're nervous because they haven't had any fun. Nervous? They haven't had any luck since 1969. There's no nervousness. There's Mark excitement. Sanchez, there was glimpse of Mark Sanchez being possibly a good quarterback. Even Chad Pennington. Put me to sleep. But now, fan, whatever, go to sleep. That's fine. Take a nap. I'm the one that needs some sleep, damn it. Now Jet fans have something to be ecstatic about. Mark, you got Sam Darnold. Is he on the verge of stardom? And that's what Jet fans want to know. Is Sam Darnold going to take to the next tier this year? Is he going that next level? Can I, can I tell you why I said put me to sleep? Because when you talk about Chad Pennington and Mark Sanchez, they're not even in the same category as Darnold. They're not. Okay, I was just saying I, I quarterbacks, that, quarterbacks that I know, you were hoping Jets, for Jeff fans. I know. Sanchez went to two FC championships. Yeah, because of the defense. It doesn't matter. He still got there. You got to play quarterback somehow. You got to throw the ball. I know. He beat Brady in New England. I you got to throw the ball. He beat Peyton so, uh, it doesn't matter. I know. That's what I'm trying to say, that Jeff fans have had high moments, very short moments but now with Sam Darnold you look like you're going to have memories and for a long lasting time 10 listen 12 that is why they moved up from six to three with the Colts to go get this kid and this is the reason why every person last year except for you know a couple people very few thought the Giants should have taken Sam Darnold at number two because of what this guy's potential was going to be listen you and me liked him at number one now, we also felt, though, when we looked at it and reevaluated it, that we thought that Baker Mayfield would fit the Cleveland mantra better. 
and that Sam Darnold's personality and the way he perceived the game and the way his personality was was a better fit for New York. Quiet, more laid back, but he had a little flash to him. You know, Southern I'm get, Cowboy. I'm getting ridiculed right now on uh, Facebook. Getting ridiculed because I'm, I'm I'm not comparing Mark Sanchez. No, to say, you guys think that I'm I'm not comparing. I'm just saying Jet fans have had moments that you've seen. Maybe you had opportunities to hey maybe this is our guy Sam uh, Mark Sanchez Chad Pennington you traded up for Mark Sanchez Chad Pennington Chad Pennington it was never, good he just had it, the injury it never panned out. Now I'm saying Sam Darnold. Now you have something to be ecstatic Let's about. Let's put it this way. Surrounding Sam Darnold has the potential to be the greatest Jet quarterback ever. And that's what ever. I'm trying to say. I'm not comparing them. Sam Darnold will be better than both of them put together. But since 1969, I don't think Jet fans have been happy. And finally, finally, they have a quarterback that they can rally behind and say, that's our guy for the next 10 to 12, 15 years and looks like he's going to be a superstar. So I'm not trying to compare Mark Sanchez to Sam Darnold because I never, ever stated that once. You can watch the show later on if you want to try to say that I did. I've never, I've never said to compare Mark Sanchez to Sam Darnold. I was just saying there's been moments for Jet fans that they've been happy but broken hearts in the end. This doesn't seem like broken hearts in the end. This seems like gold. You got the golden ticket now. You're, you're Charlie that got the golden ticket. You're finally going to Willy Wonka. You got your quarterback, and you look like you're going to be going to the promised land, maybe down the road. Don't know if it's going to happen this year. Maybe down the road, you have yeah, your I guy I now. I don't see the Jets and as that's a what I'm trying playoff to say. team right now. But I think, and you said it perfectly, you got to look at the positivity. For the first time in a long time as a Jets fan, you know, Sanchez showed potential. Yeah. Okay, but... But we, it just did. But we both thought that he should have came back another year at USC yes. after one season. Yes. Sam Darnold was the youngest quarterback ever to start an NFL game last year, and I mean, that he, kid and, he, and he looked like a rookie. The For, year he played in the Rose Bowl, I mean, he now, probably could have played in the yeah, NFL that year. Now, the, now his first pass was pick six. Okay, whatever. And he ended he played, up winning by thirty. Now he played poorly. Then he got hurt. He sat. He learned. And like I said before in the first segment when we were talking about quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks in the Giants, it's the last four games of the season. He had the best QBR of any quarterback in the entire football season. I remember watching him in that Texans game. Remember, we were watching it at home. We had some family over watching. Oh, yeah. Saturday, 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 Saturday night game. football. Really and, loved those and, Saturday and, night and, football and they, games. And they lost. Yeah, you had DeAndre and Deshaun Watson. Big game. Big game. Yeah, you fantasy. had fantasy. Um, but Darnold looked good. Yes. And the team didn't have Robbie They didn't had, have any stars Robbie around Anderson, them. Quincy Anua, who had the neck injury, did yeah. not play last year. They didn't have any stars. They didn't have Le'Veon Bell, so they didn't have anyone. Mm -hmm. And he was showing flashes of greatness. Of greatness. Now That's all I'm trying now to say. Now as a Jets fan, now that you have Jamison Crowder, now that you got Robbie Anderson, the kid in Nuwa, now you that have Le'Veon Bell, the guy that ever, that was one time the best running back in football. You got yeah, a, we all thought he was you the got, best. You got some pieces on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. You got – and I think what you got to really be happy about is Adam Gase. The trickiest part is about this offensive line. They're dealing with a lot of injuries right now, so you got to keep an eye on that as well. That, and that's a, that's a nerve-wracking thing because – For any team, though. If you have bad offensive lines and you have a franchise quarterback, but the future, that's a nerve – that's the only thing that can ruin – this kid. But there's a light at the tunnel, at I the end of the tunnel for the Jets fans and Sam Darnold. The only and the potential is no more potential. You're seeing, it, you're seeing it on the, the football The only field. way that this kid's career goes downhill is if this offensive line never does pan out 
and and they continuously deal with you the injuries. You got to protect him. You have to protect him. Franchise quarterback. The word is franchise quarterback. It's all about him. Your team will go only as far as your quarterback can do. And, and that's what he's going to do. And if you surround him with the right pieces, which they started already, check that off the box. Now you get the offensive line. The kid has got special written all over it. Stardom written all over it. Now we can only – I know Giant fans still to this day are upset because we all – most fans still wish they had him. I'm happy with Barkley. Listen, I'm happy with and I And I like – and I'm a Giant fan, but I root for the Jets too when I need to. You got to like where the Jets are heading. Jamal Adams. Wait, you, you root for the Jets? If this the Jets were in the Super Bowl and the Giants weren't, I'd root for the Jets. This is news to me. Well, I got friends and family that are Jets fans. This is news to me. Well, if it was the Jets-Dallas, who are you rooting for, Trev? Oh, well, you already yeah, know. <laughs> Jets Eagles, who are you rooting for? Jets. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> no, all I'm saying is you got to like where the Jets are headed. You know, you get Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. You got maybe They're one. They're going in the right Maybe direction. you got the best player in the draft in Quinn and Williams this year. You yeah. got Leonard Williams. You got Jamal Adams. You're looking. If you're building a team through this, you got a quarterback. Yep. You got a running back. You got a safety. You got C.J. Mosley in free agency. You got the two Williams boys. You got pieces up the middle of this team. Now, if Tremaine Johnson, who they paid last year $72 million from the Rams, if they can, if he can look like a top quarterback. Like he did back, like he played a couple years think ago. Think about it. Now, all three levels, you would have a star. You'd have a star number one one corner. You'd have a star safety and uh, Jamal Adams. And don't forget, they had the kid May, who was a third-round pick out of Florida, who was a good player. Now, he's been hurt. You got the two D linemen. You got pieces. You have pieces to be successful. Are you going to be able to push New England to the brink and maybe take over that division? Well, pretty much, Ted just said, if you hear that, if you're a Jeff fan and you listen to all of that, then you got to be excited. And it goes through Sam Darnold. The Jets' future is on Sam Darnold. Of course. On the shoulder, the arm. Of Sam Darnold. That's every and team. Th- yes, that That's is true. That's every team. So if you're a Jet fan, be excited because you might be on the verge of a star. And you've been waiting for it for 50 years. Speaking of the rookie quarterbacks, didn't we say last week it's preseason? It happens up and downs. Kyler Murray had a bad game last night. Dwayne Haskins. Looked better. It looked better. We don't know what Daniel Jones is going to do tonight. It's preseason. They're rookie quarterbacks. That's what's going to happen. So let's not get all – don't worry. We won't go crazy. We, maybe we won't get as much backlash. We can only hope Daniel Jones plays well again. But, but if he doesn't – It's preseason. It's okay. And that's it. I just want to see what that, happens. He, that he – the same things he did last week, he does. That he, if he takes – if he needs to, he takes the check down. Doesn't force the ball. Doesn't take any big hits. Make the right decision. That's what it's all about. Making the correct decision as a quarterback. That's what it comes down to. Speaking, do you want you want? Let's close it out yeah, with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Pri- I mean, we can right, talk so about other, we can talk about whatever you want. I mean, we could talk football forever. I know. I mean, this is our sport. I mean, we Kyler love Murray last night. If you want to at least talk about that for two seconds, I watched the game. Yeah, he didn't look sharp. Hmm. But if you watched the game, not as a fan, but understood it from a football perspective, you would say. His line didn't block for him last night. Oh, so it happens. Oh, so that's what happens when you don't have a good offensive line. Oh, see, all these dual threat quarterbacks. If you have a quarterback that can run, oh, I thought it was a piece of cake. I, I thought people said that before. It comes down to the NFL. I don't care how fast your quarterback is. If your offensive line sucks, your quarterback is going to struggle. And you saw it last night with Kyler Murray. Now, we're not saying the Raiders are, like, back in the day, a uh, uh, Freak it. Well, uh, let's just put this way. Not, they're, not the, they're not the Baltimore Ravens of 2000. They're not a defense that's going to come in and destroy you. 
but they came in and they, they took it to Arizona. I'm sorry, but anybody that continuously says, oh, even if you have a, if you have a mobile quarterback, you'll be fine. You just saw it last night. Kyler Murray didn't look good last night. Struggled. Overthrows. Getting a safety. False starts. That's all because of pressure in a quarterback. And if your offensive line sucks, it doesn't matter how fast your quarterback What's, is. Uh, let me just throw out a stat last year. Stat so, last year or staff, this year? Stat from last year. Okay. The Cardinals gave up 22 sacks last year in the month of December. Wow. Tom Brady did not get sacked 22 times all season. Now, listen, I know they had is Josh Rosen. Tom Brady, is Tom Brady a, a dual-threat quarterback? He's the fastest quarterback in the league. Didn't you see him run this year? Oh, my God. That's amazing. Listen, I thought only dual threat quarterbacks this, don't get sacked. This Cardinal team is going to struggle. Wow. This team is going yeah, to we struggle. Know, yeah, we know that. They have, a, they have some nice pieces. They have David Johnson. They have Larry Fitz. They have Kyler Murray. I think the Giants have the best line out of the three rookie quarterbacks, uh, oh, Dwayne oh, Haskins and Kyler Murray. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I think the Giants have the absolutely. best. Absolutely, especially when the Redskins are possibly going to lose their left tackle, yeah. Trent Williams. With that being said, he did not look good last night. And I expect that during the season. I expect him to have good games and bad games. I expect more poor performances, not by him, but by the team. It's a learning experience. That's it. That's what it comes down to preseason. There's going to be. Now, Dwayne Haskins, on the other hand, had better protection last night. He made a beautiful touchdown oh, throw. That was and if, if you go back to the highlight, there's two guys that's right why in his people face. Loved, that's why people loved him. And he stepped up in the pocket. He took the hit, but he threw the ball on the money. That's why people love him. So he. He showed the potential, and that's what, that's what the Redskins saw when they drafted him. They saw that potential. Now, the same thing I believe in the philosophy that we said before with Daniel Jones. He should not start week one. He, talent-wise, you'd probably go, if this was like a kickball tournament, and our high school coaches would go, Ted, if you got you lined up were you with always the first? Were you always the first pick? No. Wow, really? Well, in what, football? No, uh, kickball. Be a, no, uh, no, actually, Frankie was. Lefty. That's messed up. He had the short porch. Lefty. That's messed up. Yeah, I know. With that being said, I don't think Dwayne Haskins should start week one. Just sit behind Case Keenum. Now, you'd be like, Dwayne Haskins is more talented, Ted. Okay, that doesn't mean he should start. Mm-hmm. He's not ready to start. Neither is Daniel Jones. Kyler Murray has to start because there is no one better. Brett Hundley's not yeah. starting over him. That's Spe- the, and that's the truth. So, go ahead. Nope. No, th- Build that, off that, of that. Look, that's what happens. That's what happens at preseason, up and downs. It's going to happen. So the other night, me and Ted were talking. And I know we did this a couple weeks ago with teams and a specific player in that division. Well, we were just looking through the league, and I was like, Ted, what are we thinking about people that face pressure? Who has the most pressure coming into this year? And go figure, it was two quarterbacks, as always, because it's a quarterback's league, and... We live and die by the quarterback. And we both had different answers, so we picked two people. You went with the young you went with the young guys, and I went with the veteran guys. The veteran guys, and, but the guys that have dealt with injuries. And they're dealing with injuries right now. Dealing with injuries currently and having issues. <laughs> to me, yes, I know. I'm seeing right up through the reflection. To me, my two, very simple. It's Andrew Luck and it's Aaron Rodgers. The self-proclaimed best quarterback in the NFL dealing with issues, having some sort of up-and-down relationship with Matt LaFleur currently right now. We'll see how that goes throughout the year. I, we'll be talking about it probably because you know Aaron Rodgers likes to spice things up a bit. But then Andrew Luck, these two quarterbacks, these are two of the best quarterbacks, top five quarterbacks in the game. 
And, I, and the reason why I say these two, and I think it should be easy, Ted, and I'm surprised you didn't agree with me because of that factor, that these two quarterbacks have a lot to prove. Those two quarterbacks that you just said, good reasons. But Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers are two of the top five quarterbacks in maybe the NFL. And what have they shown recently? What have they won for you? What have they won for Colts fans? What have they won for Packer fans? They haven't won anything. Well, Rodgers does, does, Rogers does a, have a Super Bowl. Does, but that was eight years ago. It's about they've been dealing with injuries. It's about with Aaron Rodgers, it's about arguments. The dysfunction in the locker room with the head coach. He's like a drama queen. Yes. He would be perfect for those MTV shows. Andrew like. Luck, it's been about the injuries, staying healthy. Having the shoulder injury I'm, last I'm, year, I'm, this I'm year now Andrew Luck. I'm that's what I'm trying Andrew to say. Luck. And a lot of people are high in the Colts team. It was a calf. And a lot of people. It was a calf. Then it was a bone thing. And now Jim Irsay said it's a high ankle sprain. So and, what? What is it? And, and a he, lot of. People, and I don't like that he's not practicing. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of people have these two teams as possible teams that could go represent in the Super Bowl in their conference in the Super Bowl. Both teams de- dealing with different quarterbacks dealing with different situations. He's got the dysfunction, the drama queen, and Aaron Rodgers. He needs to get over the hump. There's no more. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. If I hear another argument for Aaron Rodgers or an excuse for Aaron Rodgers, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. He's also in a tough and, conference. I'm in a tough division. And then Andrew Luck, if he could stay healthy, we know how great he is. We know how valuable you know he is. We know how you know, valuable hey, he is to the Colts. Those two quarterbacks that you just chose are probably in the two toughest divisions in both conferences. The really? AFC South, first of all, the AFC South, any one of those four teams could win the division. Any one of those four teams. Do not give the Jaguars any respect is, is sleeping on them because yeah. they have a top defense. No, and no. now that so, they got the quarterback and the Fournette and the Lyman, they've drafted Lyman. And then you got the Titans could win the division, the Colts, and we've seen what Houston could do. So I went with the the veterans, the two of the best in the game. And then the NFC and you're North, going, I was going to say, the Bears and the Vikings are— Well, who are you going with? Well, who's your two no, quarterbacks? No, I just said the divisions of those quarterbacks. I, who's your two quarterbacks? I told you who it was. It was Dak Prescott. They don't know. Yeah. They don't need to know. No. They always want need to know. It's Dak Prescott. First, and first, and Baker Mayfield. And the reason why I say that first, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, what I've heard on the radio for the last two weeks is Dallas Cowboy talk. Oh yeah, it's nonstop Dak. It's nonstop. What have Zeke, I been saying? It's, it's the brand, Lamar. bro. It's the, the brand. brand. It's the number one franchise money wise value it's in any brand. sports franchise. In the it's world. It's like the Lakers. Why do they always talk about the Lakers? Why do they always talk about those teams? What's, because it's yes. the brand. Now, the reason why I I've say that is because it. the question has been brought up the last week and a half. The thing was last week was Dak Prescott declined a $30 million guaranteed option for annual per year, whatever it is. We don't know the exact details, but he denied that. He wants closer to 40 I don't think that's realistic. I think everyone has to... You know, close their eyes, refresh your brain, because that's not a realistic number. I think the realistic number should should be for me. It should be somewhere between twenty five and thirty. But he wants Wentz's money. He wants that thirty two million dollars, which I understand. You want to get max value for what you what you believe you're worth. You can go in and say, "Listen, I got playoff wins. I'm the second winningest quarterback in the NFL since I've entered the league. Our team has been in the playoffs three straight years." There's all positivity for Dak, but when we look at him from the outside, we're like, well, he can't do this, and he doesn't have that many 300-yard games, and if he doesn't have Zeke, he's not that good, and when Tyron Smith is not there, and he needs all these players to be good. True. But he still wins games. 
and you can't take that away from a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you do it, mm-hmm. but you got to win the games. Mm-hmm. There's there's very few quarterbacks in this league that you could say, you know what, I'm going to take Mahomes and put him on any team, and they're going to be a winning team. That's true. But how many Mahomeses are there in the league? How many Tom Brady's are there really in the league? Not there's many. Not. There's, there's not. maybe five realistic quarterbacks that you could take and put on any team, and they'll be successful. Mm-hmm. And who was the other now, one? Now, the other one is the second most hyped team in this league. And the reason why I second. I th- I think so. Who's because the first? I think it's Dallas. No. No way. Listen, the Dallas and the Browns. Because it's definitely the Browns. Okay, first The Browns one, are the number one most hyped team your, in the NFL. Maybe in your thought process. And that's only because they got Odell Beckham. In most, okay, in most Trev, eyes. Jerry most Jones. View, Dallas. Okay, Dallas has got solid offensive line. Top they're a solid quarterback, solid running back, solid receivers. They have a defensive line. They have two star linebackers. They have good secondary. All the pieces for Dallas to be a Super Bowl well, champ- every year because of their brand. Listen. But it- the Browns are the most hyped team because of all this pressure now. You make the trades. You are you giving you- your point or am I giving my point? I've been very The reason silent. why I said I've Dallas. I've been silent. Well, thank God. One of us has to do it, I guess. Okay. The Browns have a... But- you, you agree with me. They both yes. have won nothing. Yes. They have yes. not won anything. They have not lived up to potential. Dallas hasn't won anything since 95. Mm. All right? Nope. Cleveland Browns, I can't tell you the last time they won. Oh, actually, I don't think they've ever won. They're probably the last time they won is probably before the Super Bowl was even invented. Wow. And that's the true facts. That We're, we're speaking the facts. Those two guys have to live up to the expectations. Baker has to prove that the, all the moves that they made – are worth it and Dak has to prove that if he is going to get paid before the season he's worth that money you got to live up to the expectation and if he's not and the Dallas Cowboys say you know what we're going to play him through the season and we'll franchise him next year and then we'll pay him the following year like the Redskins did he has to prove that he's worth the money now if I'm Dallas I don't pay him okay I let him play out the season I franchise him next year for 27 million dollars See how he performs. You have control. Yeah. Why? Do, this is a business thing. Why pay him the thirty-two million dollars? I, I'm, I'm not that, disagreeing. I'm with just you. asking. That's how I would handle it. Well, you got to figure it out soon enough, and you got to hope for Dallas's sake. Well, he's not sitting hope, out. He's not going to sit no, out. No, he's not going to sit out. But you're hoping for Dallas's sake that they have their guy going forward. See, that's another team that's in question. Everybody wants to say Dak is uh, the guy for Dallas. That's still in question. That's still up for debate. This is the biggest year of Dak's life because he has to come out, especially with all the ongoing situations with Zeke. He has to come out. And he has to play. He has to be great. He has to prove to Jerry, the Jones family and the Dallas organization. This is proof to himself and the team that he's worth the money. In himself, that he is worth the money. Of course, it's always quarterbacks that face the most pressure in the NFL. Let, well, because you live and die by them. Exactly. It's a quarterback-driven quarter, league. When you're quarterback, perfect example, and I'll end it on this. The Kansas City Chiefs. You had Alex Smith. He was a good quarterback. Go to sleep. I don't care. I'll do the rest of the show without you. I don't need you. Joe's going to come on. We'll just have a, a great conversation. You can go take a nap. But I'll say the Chiefs, they were a, great, they were a good team. Yeah. When they were Alex Smith And he was a good quarterback mm-hmm. They were a 10-6 and six team They were a playoff team every year But the difference is When you have Patrick Mahomes You become a great team Exactly That's what it's about Ladies and gentlemen We're taking a one-only break When we come back We'll be joined By the Joseph Aguirre To talk New York Yankees baseball What the hell's going on With Aaron Judge 
And are the Yankees relying too much on this offense to win games now? We'll talk about that all with Joe. Keys to the city from All Noise, all noise Radio. We'll be right back, folks. sports we've got sports here on keys to the city brought to you by all noise radio here's your host trevor and ted and ladies and gentlemen we are back clovercrest media presents keys to the city before we get into the new york yankees talk yeah the other night we saw your little documentary of the wiffle ball story and i have to admit it was uh he didn't see it i had to show him no i haven't i did not see it i, I think i was at work or something and i finally got to see it and when i saw it i have to say i was cracking up it was so funny i just thought it was it was well put it, together it was yeah. a hell of a hell of a hell of a job by our newly we should probably give the our intern nate guy a great Great job on that, that whole thing. That kid is tremendous. He, I can't wait. He's just really Yeah, we creative. had the meeting with him yesterday. He's going he to be a huge asset for Keys to the City. I'm very excited to bring him along he, next week. He came down and worked, Love the, him. worked, out, worked the North Haven spring game with us. Did so, a great job. And then uh, seeing your promo, I go, Trev, did you see How did that come about? Football? And I was like, this is great. How did that come about? Uh, uh, he's uh, a student at the University of New Haven yeah. and uh, reached out through their internship program, and we brought him on. And... Um, you know, again, what we're trying to do at Cloakers Media is put people where they're best and, and show them off. And, and that's why you guys are a part of it. And mm-hmm. you get a guy like him. He's multi-talented. And, you know, he's somebody who makes other people look really good. So I like, I like those people, the people that make other people look right, good. The, right, we, we bring in the biggest and the best. So I don't look good right now. I don't look good right now. But that's why we bring Joe on for our We'll get some hair gel. See, <laughs> see, uh, because we were worried last week because me and Trevor really haven't done a baseball segment in such a long time without Joe that's why we had to get him on because you know I'm it, glad it, he got a little time away from vacation and got to still did you have a good of, vacation everything was good I didn't go in the ocean sharks no where were you Block Island or uh, Cape Cod Cape, oh yeah they don't like guys like see that. that's why got too much meat I'll tell you uh, <laughs> I, I, they don't like guys they don't like guys I, like I'll guys. tell you a, 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 the true fact Hilarious. that's one of the reasons why I won't go to Cape Cod because I won't be able to enjoy the ocean because I love the ocean and Every, every other day, you're looking in somewhere in that Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard. And I, I've been there. It's beautiful, but there's too nope, much potential nope, for nope, sharks. No, not doing it. Yeah. Sorry. It's now, not worth it. Now, people say, Ted, you go in the water in Florida. It. Yeah, I do go in the water in Florida, but I don't feel as much as I see great white sharks in Cape Cod. I did go uh, in a pond in the town of Mashpee. Uh, my uncle's got a place over there. Poor Pond. We, pond was good for you? Pond, something yeah, bit me on the foot. I got like a three-prong injury on the top of my foot. Uh-oh. I don't know what it was. But probably it, some like type of crab. That would scare the hell out of Whatever me. Whatever it was. We went in West Haven Beach last Saturday. I was freaking out because every time I put my foot down, I feel something. It wasn't like sand. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I freak out with yeah. that stuff. I'm not a big fan of that stuff. So, so, hey, so going off of that, I'm kind I, of freaking out though about the Yankees last. No, 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 not about last night because it's <laughs> no. one game. Who cares? No, I know. <clears throat> I'm freaking out about Aaron Aaron Judge right now because he's he is struggling, Joe. And even when he was hitting home runs, me and Ted were talking about it. Joe, he's everything's been 
right field. It's nothing like his rookie year yeah. or his second year when he was hitting everything. Bam, bam, bam. What What's going the, on? The with injury uh, is will not heal before next season. That's what I'm saying. They should have never. I still think they brought him in too well, soon for thing. a serious injury like that. Everybody who's sitting there criticizing Giancarlo Stanton for sitting and getting healthy is pissed at Aaron Judge for playing through it and sucking. That's what Giancarlo would also be doing right now. Yeah, Trev, you had the numbers before. He was batting like 158 cents. So, Trev, you had the numbers. Yeah, so... Just uh, tell me, just for the audience, so they know how poor he's playing. I mean, he's only... He's he's played in 67 games this year. That right there is a concerning factor that he still can't stay healthy. And this is a guy that me and Ted were talking about. Not paying him. Not paying him him next year. Are you hoping to pay him long-term a big... One of those big contracts, but he can't stay healthy? He's had one good season. Don't forget, he was 25 when he... Yeah, he was was a late bloomer. He was a late bloomer because... It, literally from the get-go of his career, he's been injured. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. he's always been kind of injury-prone. So what do the Yankees do with a person like that when you have guys like... Well, look what they did with Hicks. Well, you, you try to sign him to a long-term undervalue even, deal. Even, San, even Gary. I mean, Gary's dealt with the injuries throughout. And, I mean, he's yeah, been but he great. Comes don't back. Get me, he don't, comes back quick, and he does what he does. I mean, is, he's, I have no problem with Sanchez. It's not concerning? It's groin. I mean, it's going to happen with any catcher. I, I don't think there's any way around it. You're not seeing a, a variety of injuries when it comes to Gary Sanchez. It's always in that same area, and it makes sense being a catcher. For Judge, it's a little bit different because it's it's been a variety of things for Aaron Judge, and he's a big, big man. So this is what he did last night. He went 0 for 5 last night four strikeouts over his last 21 games he's batting 12 of 81 four doubles one home run and four rbis oh and he struck out 32 times and walked just 12 in that span Not do good. you think it's all due to the injury is that what you're insisting well it's either that or he's suddenly a horrible player and i, I don't believe that's the I case i don't think he's horrible but i also do you think, think he should I stay also, in the second spot I, no, well, again, I mean, right? I, I think the, he caught lightning in a bottle his rookie season. And I don't think so. I think he's got. I think he's got the talent. I, I don't really think he, do. I don't think he's a consistent fifty home run guy. I think he has the. Power. I mean, how many? But how many guys in the MLB now are we going to see consistent fifty he, home runs? He would now? Be, you're not, you're not going to see healthy. It. That would be a consistent forty guy. The way he yes. go yes. the opposite field. Obviously, you can tell. Just think about the the one good hit he had in the last week. The the line uh, double against Baltimore. It was the the best swing he's taken in ages. I just don't. You like can that see he, him not pulling the ball. He's I just, just don't not like doing that. it. I just don't understand why. First of all, I don't care. Like they used to say, A Rod's his best power is to right center. Okay, but that doesn't mean you don't pull the ball. So something still has to be where he's not torquing. That's enough. why I wish that the oblique. And, and he the does, oblique injury. He, he doesn't look like the same guy. He, he's not seeing the ball. I watched the game last night. Saw all four strikeouts. He's not seeing the ball. Again, there was a hanging I'm slider. He just like literally in the Ted, old days. The same no, people who were complaining I, that Giancarlo no, is not in the lineup and is I'm not taking the time to heal are the same people criticizing the guy that's doing it. And they're the same people who forget last year Giancarlo was playing on one leg. That Shane Robinson well, I, yeah. got out, got reps in right field because Giancarlo couldn't barely stand up. 
and he played every day, and he had better numbers last year than Bryce Harper did no, in the big category. But I'm, 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 and I'm, yet, I'm, still people. Complain. I'm, I'm not complaining. People, listen. I said right before the show. I said, I just I said, want I, him to get healthy, and I think if that oblique, yeah. if that oblique well, is still bothering him, well, then he should. Trev, they should they're not playing. They're not playing him right now if he's injured. What because, a nice replacement for Judge if Stanton comes back healthy. You just. Put the same yeah. guy out there, but a little different. But I said to Trev, I said, I said, what are we going to talk about the Yankees? I said, realistic. I said, what are we going to nitpick things? We're going to be like, oh, they had a bad game last night. Listen, they've had, they got three out of four. They lost to Boston. And I was like, oh my god, we're in trouble. And then they ran off ten straight wins. I think it would be more concerning though, like I said to you, if they lost three or four at home to Cleveland because they're at home. I don't, I don't think see it the yeah. It, it, I think it, it is because going to Boston. Is, is It's always Boston. It's Boston and has that mystique. Oh, yeah. It's just Boston what, as a whole. It always feels like the playoffs. Yes. Cleveland, if you lose three or four no, or th- even get swept and get beat down at home by Cleveland, that's that, – See, that's what I understand that's because this that, is more of a playoff series than that Baltimore. Because they don't lose at home. Because Cleveland's the hottest team in baseball right now. But and they, they don't, look like the team that we might be facing in the they first don't, round. They don't – Lose at home. The Yankees are they are dominant at home. My concern about Cleveland is this, and we've seen this before. This team got off Peaking to too early. such a horrible start. Exactly that they're gonna peak in by September. the by September and start to peter out as you get in October. No, if, if That's they, not where I want to get. But on. if they get, if they get Kluber and Carrasco, who's supposed to be start pitching by the end of August, I don't know if you saw that. I think yeah. gonna, Kluber's gonna be coming back. So you was, would assume just this is assumption, and like they say, what is assuming? To make an ass out of you and me is <laughs> if those guys come back, they're gonna be they're gonna make that team better. And I think it's the same way we feel with I the think Yankees. Peaking when at we the get right moment. when we get the too early when you get Severino and Batanzas back, and this is all assuming that everything goes right and they're back by September first, and that Severino gets like three starts in, a couple three to four innings, and like that's what we're gonna use them in the playoffs. They've already said they would use an opener in the playoffs. Cashman's already come out. They already said Domingo Horman is not going to have an innings limit Thank once God. the playoffs start. But I think realistically, it's what Joe has said since probably day one. I saw Joe Give get me into five good innings. I saw Joe getting into a series. Five good innings, and then have you know, <laughs> and then you just you know, Green comes in for one, but Tantas and you just layer it in after layer. I want three innings from the starters. No, you give me. Joe, I'm not even joking. Joe, give me one time through, and I, I'm telling you, because especially five if, innings, Joe. Look, if if you've got Severino. As a reliever. I know, but why do you have a starter then? Why do you have a starter if you're going to ask for three? I just want to patch this together. The Yankees are 21-0 when Canely, Adovino, Britton, and Chapman pitch. I I want that combo every night. I want want seven, eight, nine, ten. I need three from my starter. I'll throw Batances and Seven in there, four or five. We just got to get through the sixth and we're locking it down. I mean, I can understand it. I just give me Greeny there. I mean, I guess the other good thing is in the playoffs you have the day of rest too, so you get that extra day of rest. Where in the regular season they're playing every day. Yes. We've also seen the thing where it's like, all right, can we start? Ha- can we start Chad Green for the first inning and then bring Paxton in for the next three or four? Because he's awful in the first. He's inning. He's a Cy Young candidate from the second inning on. Second it's in- unbelievable. Now two nine three ERA. Herman. No, uh, uh, Paxton after oh, yeah, the first Paxton. inning he's they're unbelievable. Gonna, they're gonna. I think the biggest thing is how they make their playoff roster because CC's going to come back I assume Severino and Batanza. So that's two more pitchers thing. So who's getting left off the roster? That's going to be the biggest question. Louis well, they, Sessa. 
He'll be no, off no, the no, roster. Well, that's, oh, they no, can't no, leave. They that's can't. What I'm that's saying. A, no, that's obvious. But they anybody who you're concerned Hap. about now Hap. is going to be a guy who's not going to be on do you that postseason roster. Do you think? Do you think gonna, yeah, I think Jap has been awful, bro. They're going to they're going to take Hap off a guy that they're paying 17 million. Yes. It's like it's like cutting the, Eli. They, it's like no, what you no, just no, said about no, cutting Eli. You might see Hap. As left-handed specialist. See, I could see them keeping CeCe because they trust CeCe for two or three innings over Hap. Dude, he's, I, he's and, making and 17 a year. It doesn't I, get, they don't matter. It's the same thing you said with Eli. Why would you keep, why would you keep a guy on the bench or, or cut a guy that's 22 mil, or leave him off? Because he's Paying him 17. he's been garbage. Look at everybody else's ERA. I don't it's care. not like we got 2.0 ERA guys. No one does. We got guys that are... There are guys that have that. But the Yankees all have four, so, five, four, eight, five, zero. Oh. So Joe, that's I, what I was going to ask oh, you. Oh, you about. asked a question because I was going to tell him something. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, you are. You no, are. You gonna, on a roll. You know how you were saying about the judge thing, and the Stanton thing. You know, with the potential. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Somebody just asked you. <laughs> go ahead. Someone just asked me if the Cy Young Award was given out in the American League today. Who would I give it to? And you Verlander. Won. I just wrote an article and I made the case for Domingo German, but. Okay, it is a statistical look at what Domingo German has done this year. I'm not saying he's better than Verlander. I'm not saying he's outpitched Verlander by any sabermetric stretch. But the numbers are a lot closer than I think people would think. Don't you love that when when you say stuff like that? You're like, oh yeah, Hermancho went Cy Young. Oh, but he's not better than Verlander. You know, don't you love when people just always jump on that? Yeah, but that's like anything. Listen to that's this like real saying, quick. I like Rogers over Brady. You can make the argument just like that's Joe's going to right now. Justin Verlander is 9-2 and two with a 2.54 ERA in 14 starts when Houston scores between three and five runs. He's 5-0 and oh with a 3.91 ERA when they score six or more runs. Which you would assume every in. That's what's – it's pitching to the scoreboard. That's what you do. If your team is up 8 nothing in the third – You play loosely. Not, you pitch loosely. I'm, I'm pitching the contact now. Well, Jermon's 6-0 and oh in seven starts with a 2.06 ERA – when he gets three and a half runs of support, yep. as outstanding, maybe better than Verlander, he's nine and zero in eleven starts with a five oh three ERA. When he gets six runs or more, he probably he's doing the same thing. He'd he, probably have eighteen he, wins right now. He if, won't. He won't he even get a, got hurt. He won't even get acknowledged. And it's a, no, I'm, he will. He'll, my, finish, listen, he'll finish third. He'll finish the, third. The point of my article he's not is even that in the top three voting. I there's too many people who are who are like he's no. Charlie he's won sixteen out of twenty stars. I just saw. It's hard to do. I just saw on MLB the three guys for the AL are Verlander, Cole, and Charlie Morton. I, I I mean, no. It, let's put it this way. And we no. talked about this three months ago. If there was no Domingo Herman the first three months of the season, where would the Yankees be when he was 9-0? and Let me give you one more. So he's 7-0 and in eight starts since he came off the injury list. Justin Verlander's given up four earned runs or more in six starts this year. Given up the most home runs, too. Domingo Germán's only done it four times. He's had two really atrocious starts where he gave up eight and seven earned runs. Nobody wants to hear the numbers. Yo, I'm, well, no, here's the That's thing. That's the thing. Nobody each ever wants time, to hear the true numbers. Each of those starts, he went from a two-and-a-half ERA to a three-and-a-half, and then from a three-and-a-half to a four-and-a-half, and he's been working his no, way I'm, down. I'm agreeing with you. It's, it's just people it's don't want too, to hear stuff like that. It, but listen, if you want to get all sabermetrics and you want to get down to the numbers, I mean— the the guy's doing what the job is 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 entail. You want to win games. Yep. And, and there's so so 
In 2009, CC Sabathia was 13-0 and when the Yankees scored six or more runs. That year, the Cy Young Award went to Granke, who was 16-8 and and, and had unbelievable numbers. CC, when the Yankees scored between three and five runs, was five and six. So when games that mattered, CC actually pitched worse. Yeah. And, and point is, Germán's actually pitching better than Verlander is in close games right now for the Yankees. You in should, about as you many should be winning the games when your team scores six or I mean, more. Yes. Scores. He's 16 And two. what he your might. ERA looks like in those games, is it doesn't matter. If it's 8 nothing and you give up four, two two-run homers at back-to-back innings and you give you're me six t- or seven. And you still win 8-4. to four, You're like, hey, you give up four if runs. Who cares? You won the game. And your you, team won. Here's you, the other thing. He's only gone over 100 pitches once this year. He's um, typically hitting around 90 pitches and getting into the seventh inning. So he's efficient. efficient. If you were to tell me that a possible 19-20 game winner would not even get acknowledged for a Cy Young, damn. That's, that's just Let me ask big, you one more that's thing. That's a big damn. Let's say Justin Verlander is the anonymous choice for yeah. Cy Young Award. He very well is probably deserving of it at this point. They wouldn't make a movie about it. Am I right? Yeah. Well. If Domingo German, who basically comes out of nowhere, last year we saw flashes of brilliance mixed with uh, a basket case, you know, like a AJ Severino. Burnett. Like a Severino. He's very AJ Burnett to me. Electric stuff. I think he's Severino. Unbelievable breaking ball, but just. I think he's Severino. So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not cutting you off, but I'm just reading, I'm reading I the comments. I think Severino too, too. So your buddy. Riz, man. What's says, he All he says is Joe cares about winning and not stats. Well, here's my thing, and I'm going to use a football reference. So the guy throws for 5,000 yards, throws for 35, 35, 40 touchdowns, but his team goes 5-11. and 11. Tom Brady throws for 3,500 yards, for, throws for 22 touchdowns, but his team goes 12-4. and four. Would you rather have the 5,000 yards, or would you rather be 12-4? and four? Now, last year... Last year, they went with DeGrom because of the stats were so overwhelming, more so than a guy who won 20 games. Right. Yeah. But if the, if the wins are close and the, and the numbers are close, then you got a different argument. So, and they were saying, well, the Yankees' bullpen. You, listen, you, this is my thing. Okay, so Tom Brady plays for the Patriots the last 20 years. And they've won six Super Bowls. They're the best team. So is that Brady's fault that he has Bill Belichick? No. So Herman has one of the be- has the best bullpen, and they close out the games nine out of ten times. That's not his fault. Um, listen. Every, can you imagine every, getting penalized for doing listen, your damn every, job? Every pitcher. Right. Can you listen, imagine that? If Max Scherzer had a solid bullpen, he'd win 25 games a year. But the Nationals have the worst bullpen the last two to three years, and they've blown so many starts when he's only given up two runs in I mean, nine and eight he innings. He could be like a 25-game I mean, think about the Mets last year. If DeGrom had any bullpen and had – think about this. If DeGrom had a team that could give him six runs a game – don't you think he would win 20 games? It's not his fault. Yeah, I know. Just because the Yankee lineup mm-hmm. scores six runs with Tockman and Gio Urcella and right, Tyler Right, but nobody, and nobody wants Ford. to take into account that it's those bums, those underachievers, those career minor leaguers that are literally scoring him six runs a game. And let me speak of those bums, okay? This is, see, that's what analytics doesn't take into account is that it's Gio Urshela and Mike Talkman that are winning all these games for Domingo German. Does that change yeah. things at now, all? And last year when we had Judge and Stan and all these big hitters, we were batting 249 as a team. Right now, this team, team is batting 272 as a team batting average. Right. It's unbelievable. This team is a better 
more complete team batting-wise yeah. than they ever were last Clutch year. Clutch hitting, runners in scoring okay. position. They've been great. Gio Urcella is the is made a huge difference compared. And Duhar was great last year. I'm not knocking him. But Gio is batting almost 330. He's been great with runners in scoring position. DJ Wamehu leading the league in batting average, My second boy, base. DJ. Everyone's been hitting better. I said so something to Trev the other night. I think the Yankees have such a glory problem going forward in the sense of this. I think they should keep Andujar and Estrada because we've seen guys get injured. Look at this season. You got the best of both worlds, and you can DH one or two. Hold on one second. Gio play it first. I think Mike Ford will eventually be the first baseman of the future for the Yankees. I like what he brings. I watch. He's consistent. He brings contact. And he, he can shows pitch. Power. And he can pitch. And he can pitch. <laughs> he can yeah. pitch. I just I like what he brings Add to the game. Add him to the bullpen, and baby. He's, and he'll he'll be the Greg Bird that the Yankees thought they were getting with Greg Bird. Can we he'll, not say that name again? Him or Ellsbury's name ever? You know again? what I mean? I like what Tockman's done. I you gotta um, like everything that the Yankees have hold on. seen this year from every player that they brought up. You haven't seen a slouch. Or anyone that they've brought up. Even the pitcher. Well, Wises look good at times. Sessas look good. I know he's had their moments. We broke um, holders, Holder. holders, you know, cojones early in the season. But he's looked good. you got to be impressed with everything that the Yankees have put together this season. Speaking of that offense, and one of the questions, i got two more questions for you, is do you think the Yankees rely too heavily on their offense to win games? Yes. Because is that's that, and that's the biggest it, but, weakness but is for that a, them. Yeah, is that a problem it's going forward in October in 2019? But going into because the they're going to use the same baseballs they've been using this year. They're obviously juiced. I mean, just look at the numbers. Wait, who's it's, batting under 200? It's out of control. But when like 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 the Yankees, like last night, you had a. A rough start. Chad Green gets beat up. That's fine. It happens. But on offense, you, the Yankees are so used. Oh, we got such a great offense. We could be down 7-1. We could come back to win 12-7. As 12 good eight, as you know? Justin Verlander has been this year, he has been susceptible to the long ball. Yes. And the argument, obviously, is that good pitching beats good hitting, except in the year where every mistake's a home run. You know, Seven home runs were hit by Cleveland last night. against the Yankees you know will be a home run. You know who's on fire, and this is my final point of baseball. It's crunch time right now. You got teams in contention. Harper's getting hot now. The Phillies, the Mets. But how about Clayton Kershaw? If Clayton Kershaw could stay healthy and he could be the dominant Clayton Gio's Kershaw. Gio's bad 337. Who? Gio's bad 337. I'm sorry. Uh, Richard, Clay- prove me wrong. That, uh, Mike Ford's batting under 200. All right, yeah. But you, uh, you know what? Average doesn't tell me the whole story. Very small sample size. I think he's had good at-bats, and I think Great. that's what you're looking for. And I, so the other night, two out oh, hit, so- opposite field. You know, he, listen, let him play a full season. You're going to see a t- t- 25 to 30 home run guy batting 260. Sure. I, I, I mean, look, and it, I'm sorry to throw you off, Trev. I just, I think he when people go three at, for three and, and, and two for four in the next two games, and he'll be hitting 300. I mean, small, just, small sample because size. Because it's just Steve like up. when Gary Sanchez struggled, right, and he was batting 240. Do we not say he's now, he's a bad hitter now? No. I mean, listen. Everyone, Some fans might actually say that. Now. I mean, ju- listen, I, I not judge. I still think he's a good hitter. Now, do I think he is what he was two, three years ago? Probably not. I think realistically he's a 265 hitter with 35 to 40 home runs and 100 RBIs. But you know what? You going to take him on your team? Absolutely. What do you think of um, this upcoming series? Not with the Indians, but with the Dodgers. What are you expecting that for as a possible? Well, you got the oh, World no. Series. Well, the, West, the West Coast. As a possible trip. World Series preview, we might get a chance to see I, the Ace. I mean, I don't think if the Yankees are still up 10, 
I don't. I, I don't. I think there's less urgency. The Yankees. Every year, Joe, they have to win because of the the Astros, not because okay. of the first place. I understand that. That's the only reason. I'm I understand that. that. My expectation of a late August West Coast trip is five and six is about as good as it generally they gets. They struggle in August on their West Historically Coast. Historically speaking, if they go five and six, I would be happy. If if it's a disaster, if they're swept by anybody. Little bit concerned, but uh, uh, I mean, it's it's not only is it a West Coast trip in late August, it's against two really really good teams, and so yes, I would expect things aren't going to go. But uh, again, if the Yankees go out there and take care of business, people will find a reason why mm-hmm. the other so, team something something so, went wrong. So that seems is, to be how it so goes. So this is how it's going to go. They finish with Cleveland on Sunday. They'll have Monday the day for travel. Yep. They'll have three at Oakland. Then they'll have three at the Dodgers next week and Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then they'll have three in Seattle. And then they come back home against the A's. And that's when the September stretch hits. And that's when we'll see how they play the rest of the season. How do you, feel about, how do you feel about the current state of baseball right now with these teams and it crunch time? Well, down? you know, how do you feel I, about I it? Have you been watching a lot other than the Yankees? Yeah. And I think it's funny. The other night uh, after the Yankees eliminated Baltimore from the division Wait, with their 17th they finally win. eliminated them? They literally. Baltimore was in contention. Baltimore is comp- actually the first mathematically eliminated team in the division race in baseball. Wow. Uh, also, the last uh, since 2015, the first team the 80 has won the World Series every year. So the Dodgers Yankees, and Yankees. Yankees were the first team the 80. They did beat the Dodgers by, by about two hours on that. But regardless, <laughs> first team the 80. Um, literally 15, 16, 17. It's happened every they year. They got so. idea, uh, the same exact record right now, both 81 and 42. Yeah. I, I think that baseball's in a good spot right now. I mean, ideally you want Yankees and and Dodgers market one and two. Why wouldn't you, you know, that would be, I'll be working, but (laughs) that would be so ideal, but you know, Cleveland getting hot right now. Wouldn't it be cool to see CC and Cleveland? It's been 10 years since the Yankees were in a world series. The last time the Yankees, by the way, took a beating like they did last night at Yankee stadium was 10 years ago, April against the Indians. Didn't the Red Sox do that in the playoffs last year to the Yankees? No, not that bad. 19 to 5 last yeah. year was like 16 to 1. 18 <laughs> plus runs and 24 or more hits. The last know, team to do it was, was Cleveland. 10 years ago, the last time they won a World Series. There's a lot of indicators, is my point, that the Yankees are going to a World Series this year. All of the historical factors oh are all indicating just the fact that the. So, 12. Joey, hold Joey, on. You'll be Eddie Mush. If 12 teams happen. in Yankee history have won 79 of their first 120 games. Okay. All went to the playoffs. I mean, they all went to the World Series. All went to the World Series except for one team. 1954 Yankees won 103 games. They came in second to the Cleveland Indians. Hmm. Well, this did. team is matching every great Yankee team in history yeah. based on wins. And again, when you look at what they've gone through and you look at the rotation and some people think it's garbage, which it's not. But it's, it's, it's definitely up, it's the weak link. It's, it's, up not, it's not inconsistent. It's not the down. Mets. It's not the Mets rotation. It's not other rotations. But, but it's up and down. Any other team would have packed it in by now, and we'd be playing 500 baseball and eliminated from the playoffs. What the Yankees have done is amazing. And if that next man up mentality, if you're not buying it, then that maybe you're just not watching the game. These guys are in it every night. 
I'm gonna. I'm just pulling up some. Things. They're in it every night. Last night no, was I just they. They, they Listen, needed a game that I just wish, get, get hammered. I my guess. My thing is this, and just to take off of the Yankees for a second. Finish it. Up. I wish I was more interested in baseball in the sense like I love baseball, but I love the Yankees. The most thing, the thing I'm most excited about is looking at the NL wild card. The AL wild card, I think it's really down to the three. Most exciting right. thing. It's for really me the is. Twins in Cleveland. Whoever wins that, and then Oakland and Tampa. The Red Sox are not going to make the wild card, so it's going to be Tampa, the winner of the Central, and Oakland. And I realistically think it's probably going to be Cleveland and Oakland. That's what I think is going to be the the one game series. Actually, probably be Minnesota. Cleveland will probably take over because the way they'll play, mm-hmm. they'll finish strong. Mm-hmm. But the NL, the Nationals, Cubs, Brewers, Phillies, Mets, and Giants, and Diamondbacks are all within three and a half games. I'm try- I'm excited Listen, to see possibly I, the uh, Mets. You know, they finished three and three on their six game the six. Uh, games against the Nationals and the Braves. I was hoping they could win a couple more considering that streak. They almost blew it last night. Yeah. I want to see the Mets make the playoffs or at least get to that one game. I think that would be awesome because I think whatever whoever they face, they're going to have the best pitcher going in game one for that wild Oh, they're game. going to have the great DeGrom. Well, they could have Syndergaard too or Strom- Stroman. I'd go DeGrom. You can, you can make it a short game. <laughs> With the, the Can I just one more? So in 2010, CeCe wins 21. Oh, boy. There we go. And they give the award that year to Felix Hernandez, 13 and 12. Yes. The next season, Cy Young Award winner is Justin Verlander. 18 wins. Who's also the American League MVP because suddenly wins matter. He's 24 and 5. That's nice. CC wins 19 games that year as well. All three years finished fourth in the Cy Young voting. Tell me there's not a bias against good Yankee teams. Like, good Yankee teams have to be great. It's why people like, like Riss don't like the, what, give them the proper respect like that the they All-Star deserve. Game? Like the All-Star tell, Game? Absolutely. T- tell me something different that Mike Trout's going to win another MVP this year. He's, he's, I mean, again, you know. The, he's going to hit 50 home runs. Most, most people said. Who, who now look back on that era that Mariano Rivera could have been the MVP every single season of the Yankees dynasty. What, could you prove there was a more valuable person to have on your team I would, than that I would, guy I would, no, just, I to guarantee I would, a victory? I wouldn't argue. Just, I wouldn't listen, argue ask with all them. the teams. I wouldn't should, argue ask with every it. team. Ask the Mets. Ask the Cubs. Ask the Nationals. How ask, valuable, valuable is that Valuable it is to have a guy to close out the game. Ask the Red Sox how many – I mean, the time Mike playing, Trout man. continuing to put up unbelievable you numbers and do not delivering and playoff and series team, team sucks. And needs Kimbrough, to be held against him at some point because it would be against anybody on the Yankees or the Red Sox. Seen Harper lately? Harper's on a tear. Right Harper's now. on a tear. Great. He should be. That's why he makes thirty million a year to I'm go not, on tears. I just, I, I wish Mike Trout never signed that contract. So unfortunate to see. Because you don't know where you don't see, see the, guys like him, Nolan Arenado now just being on these teams. Manny Machado, even. See, it's different uh, in I mean, baseball these, than any other sport. Seeing these because great in talents. football, you can you can be like you can have like a bad quarter, like a good quarterback on a team, and hit on a couple draft picks, and just like that, you could be a playoff team. Sure. It, just, it just sucks. It's so much harder because it's like all right. Where's their farm system? It's not that great. It's just, right. it's just so where, where is the talent going to be well, coming? Sure. In, in baseball, how often is it where you've got great young pitching and you just need a power batter, too, to blow it up? If that was a thing, 
I mean, it's not. Pitching is so hard to find. Big hitters want big contracts, and they're going to go where the money is. Joe, it's just hitters so, have always just, done that it's just in so free unfortunate. agent, in free agent see, history. I mean, Nolan Arenado, one of the best players in the game. Mike Trout, the best player in baseball. Manny Machado, one of the best yeah, players. Yeah, but if you're Colorado, all, if you're All San these teams Diego, that are horrible. If you're trying to keep your fan base interested in the game and you have nothing to offer up if in you the way of a star. If you continue to suck, though, your fans are not going to care about yeah, the I don't star. Yeah, I don't think Trout ever gets to a World Series. Who knows I if he even it. gets to a playoff series. That's not happening. Let's not this even year. worry about. Let's not worry about a World Series or Trout. Well, How so about again, getting to the what's, playoffs? What's the value of an MVP? Is it? Is it? You know, is it return on investment? Is it? Is it? Is it war? Well, if is it's it because stats, war, is it the stats, war, war for Degrom and war for Trout is is great. But, it's super impressive, but, but you haven't thing, done but anything. But your first thing is return on investment. That would be DJ with Mayhew, considering you only pay twenty million dollars. It'd be mm-hmm. like I paid ten dollars for a mop, but it works. That's why I said DJ for MVP. If you were to put a monetary value on what Lemayhew's done for the Yankees, yeah, I mean, you're why did like, you said he was your MVP. Your pie charts. Bleep. I mean, I mean Mike, Trout's, Mike Trout's going to win MVP, because but DJ LeMay who should definitely because he so. shouldn't win MVP. And again, you know, it just it amazes me that that you know sports writers want to be slaves to the numbers. And and then again, but right? It's not like DJ's and Malloy Mayhew's numbers are bad. They're just not up to Trout's. Ex- of course, they're not never because be, they do different ne- jobs. But exactly. the result has been different. Yeah, because when he went to the leadoff position, it changed the, the Yankees lineup and the team going forward for the rest of the season. It really did. It just the, at everything he has proven, and to be this consistent throughout the season. And I saw someone joking, and I don't think it's a joke. You can make the second argument. The second most valuable player in the Yankees is Gio Urshela. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't Consistency, batting, power, availability, playing multiple positions. Everything he's done for the Yankees has been great. And, what? And, and considering what they lost, what should have been the rookie of the year last year, Miguel Induar, to come in and do what he's done. One. Oh, you got They were 8 and 10 when they put LeMayu in the leadoff spot. They're 73 and 30 since. Want to talk about proofs avail- in the pudding? And considering there's no stand, no judge, no hits, and Sanchez has been out twice. Want to talk about availability? That's Joe Aguirre. Forty-three games over five hundred since he took over the leadoff spot. Sometimes you got to make moves if you want to win a championship. Got to make some moves. What? If that's at the leadoff, if that's at a leadoff position, anywhere. I tell you, you got to make the moves and you to gotta win. Like, and you got to like what the Mets did with Stroman to have that line with that pitch. And stuff. Sorry, one last thing. This just <laughs> occurred to me again. You know, I mean, for a team so analytically inclined, looking at those numbers, why is Paxton not getting an opener? It's simply because of who he is, or is it insulting if somebody opens for an ace, so to speak? Because it just makes all the sense in the world, and I and I can't believe that when those numbers are so blatant that they could possibly ignore that. I love people's comments. Hey, the Yankees MVP is their checkbook. Yeah, I know they have the number one salary, right? Who said that? No one. It doesn't even matter. Okay. Uh, obviously, a Red that, Sox. Yeah, or Mets probably. Fan. A Mets fan. Oh, Mets fans. Oh, lim- oh, I can only imagine. You know who exactly it, yeah, who it is. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, here we they go. They don't even have the top five. But our bullpen's not good. Listen, your team sucks. Sorry. A, but who is the Yankees overspent on in the last – who they spend on? They traded for Stan. They didn't pay him. The Marlins did Right. They're also getting a ton of money from the Marlins to pay him. Ten, ten years, making him – Ten years ago, that's a valid argument right there. What he just said, that's a valid five comment. Five years ago, that's five, Yeah, even five years ago. That's a valid thing. Right now, 
Come on, man. You're not watching. You're not watching the right sport. Then you are not watching the same thing my, as us. My question you would be: think Who the Yankees, the Yankees MVP is? Who are the Yankees overpaid? I'm sorry, DJ LeMay, who must be an overpay, I guess. Right? So they paid Hicks seven years, seven million, so ten million dollars a year. Okay, so that's yeah. not overpaying. They paid twenty million dollars for LeMay. Who, who judged are paying five hundred thousand dollars? Tanaka is probably the most overpaid guy on the team. Oh, Ellsbury. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. How, how did you? Yeah, him. Shame on you. But Tanaka's a close second. Yeah, absolutely. But at the time, it was four years ago. And listen, he's been on the roster, and he started almost every game. Yeah. No, that is true. Again, I mean, return on investment, I would say not bad on him either. You know it's not bad? The Joe, Gr- Joe Aguirre story. It's going to be awesome. You it's guys great. are really going to enjoy it. We I want to get on there. We had a terrible season, and I, I don't know. <laughs> I could tell by your videos. I don't want to. Quick question. I, I would love like, to. Do you think they overpaid for Chapman? Somebody no. Like, oh. No, a, Chapman cool. is worth every dollar, and I think the Red Sox are proof that paying an elite closer whatever he wants is you a give it huge him. difference you give maker. I can't name a better closer this year than him. Yeah, I know he's looked like crap at times, but name me a more consistent, better closer. You can't Jansen, There isn't one Because Jansen for the Dodgers He's they were, terrible Was He's terrible Diaz that you thought the Mets Was like alright This guy's going to be lights out They don't want him Even in the ninth at all You just you, Kimbrough's not been good for At all for the Cubs So Listen I'll take the Yankees team Against anyone else Every day of the week And, and guess what They're doing it with scraps huh? Scraps So Anybody that thinks that um, The Yankees MVP Is a checkbook you're not watching the same thing as us because the Yankees haven't overspent. If they checkbook, they would have been had Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, maybe Nolan Arenado, and Patrick Corbin as well, and then we would have been talking. But we're not. The Yankees are the best team in baseball with a team that has a bunch of blue chip guys and prove it, proven people wrong, guys. All they do is And win. that's what they're doing, and they continue to win. Come on, Met fans. Herman, less than Come a million on. dollars. Come on, Met fans. Judge, less than a million. Glaber, Met, less than a million. Met, fans. Less than a, Met fans, relax. Being over, they got Geo be, for nothing. Being two, being two games over 500 doesn't make you the right to say anything. So relax, okay? That's why I don't want to win. I, I don't, this is why I don't root for Mets and the Jets. I just don't. I just yeah, don't. But everyone's root. got a reason to support their team, and they're going to knock the Yankees because, as stupid. Joe said, re, no, it's not that just not a. Not but a, Joe said not it perfectly. A, Joe said a, it perfectly. There's such not a, a hatred toward the Yankees. Not a valid argument. There's five, such a hatred toward the five, Yankees. Five, ten years ago, that's a valid argument. Now, no. They didn't even That's pay it. much for Paxton. Right. Well, do you have anything else? I, I don't. I just, I mean, again, look at the numbers before you start running your mouth. Exactly. I just, Ma- hope, I just hope to, listen, make a valid argement five, ten years ago. That's fine. Now not the now. Yankees have not to win now. the World Series. We know that. They have to win. That's what, what being a Yankee fan, All we right. talk about this every year. They have to win the World Series we, because anything less is a failure. And that's what me and Trev said, even though you didn't believe that when we first said it. That's the expectation. We'll of get into Yankee that if fan. it does happen. But this is the year. It has to be. This was the year we were told in 2016 that the Yankees were going to be a championship contender. Right on the – I mean, they got there early, but here we are, right on the mark. And the only where thing they might be the best team in and baseball. And the only thing that's stopping them from winning them is themselves and injuries. That's it. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are signing off, as always. Joe Aguirre, thank you for joining us. Thank Please, you. if people want to have a nice laugh, if you're having a bad day or a sad day, go check out his YouTube video. It is very clever, funny, and just an excellent job. Thank you very uh, much. Just an overall excellent presentation by all of you guys. I definitely saw some holes in that swing. I can strike that out. Oh, yeah, that's now. easy. <laughs> Come on. His so, pitching, too, is a little vulnerable. Hit 350 on the year, baby. We got to get in on there. 
You want to? I want to. I want to be you, Sunday at the city. Make it happen. We should make it happen. Be Joe, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank again. you guys, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next week. Everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. If you didn't get a chance to watch the show, you can check us out on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. You know the whole shindig. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.